on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. It is five minutes after six here on High Tide. The forecast for Broken Bay to Port Hacking is north to north easterly winds at around about 10 knots. Seas below one metre, the swell east to northeastly around one metre inshore, increasing to one to 1.5 offshore and mostly sunny. From Cape Morton up to Point Danger, you're looking at southeasterly 15 to 20 knots, seas one to 1.5 metres, the swell easterly 1.5, and not looking too bad up there either. Yeah, but Laurie McInerney pulled a pin on going out at Southwest Rocks this morning. Yep. He said it's just not worth it, so take that on board if you're up that way. Mm-hmm. He's going catch flathead in the river instead. And there's plenty of good land-based places to go and fish too, particularly around the Sydney area. Mm-hmm. Let's find out more. Complete Angler, 938 Woodville Road at Villawood, just down the road from the Meccano set. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How are we all? We're good. How's the fishing been on Sydney Harbour this week? Oh, it's been really good. It's been lovely. It's We've, we've, we've got the perfect weekend for Sydney siders. It's just been just ideal, you know, low winds and, and low seas as well, too. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Like, plenty of plenty of reports coming through. We've been really busy. Um, but the, the offshore scene's really cool. I have to admit, as I was saying in the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty good fishing in general for Sydney. Um, but we've just had really calm conditions, and a lot of people have been able to head offshore. Um, over the last couple of days, and we just had a stack of reports. But the water temp is just so warm off Sydney at the moment. Like, you don't have to travel far as well. That's the interesting thing. That current's really pushed in. Um, so you only have to go, like, a kilometre off the coast, and you would just see this beautiful, beautiful blue-purple water that you'll you'll be greeted with, and it's, like, super warm, and there's lots of bait in it. So it's been great. A lot of dolphin fish have pushed in close. Um, but that's probably been the main species that um, angler's been targeting is um, is chasing the dollies because it's we're having a really good run. Um, most of the fish now are in that legal size. Actually, most of them are in that 70 to 80 centimetre size, and then there's quite a few fish in that kind of metre size now as well. Um, but particularly, if, if we are going to head out, probably the wider fads have probably been fishing the best. Um, it seems to be a little bit more consistent. Um so yeah, if you're going to head out, get out there. And obviously live baits are definitely the key. It's been working really well. But they've been taking lures. Um, they've been really good on the little stick baits and little poppers as well too. Just kind of depends if it's been fished a bit, particularly over the weekend. It does get a little bit busy, so they tend to get a little bit shy. Uh, but if you're fishing weekdays, um, you, you'll definitely get them on the lures. Um, and then another thing probably to mention too, there is there's not a lot of fats for Sydney. There's only a, a handful that we can fish, and there's a lot of people out there. So just you know, just use a bit of etiquette when you're fishing the fads as well too. Take your time on the drift and try not to hang in that one spot, you know, with an electric motor or anything like that. Just take your time, just do a drift and then come back and do another drift, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been really good, that offshore scene. Um, not a lot of mailer reports. It's been a little bit quiet, but as I said, the, the dollies have been really good. Um, reefs have been amazing as well. Um, still stacks of reports of snapper and moeys and trag and flatties and all that type of stuff. It's been really easy to get a feed this year, um, and that hasn't changed. It's been really solid. Um, the king reports have been interesting. The offshore king reports have been a bit slow. It's all been along the rocks, actually, and in the shallower reefs, which is really interesting. Um, a lot of guys that have been trolling liveys around all the points and stuff like that around Sydney and around the um, entrances to the harbour in particular, you know, Bluefish Point and um, all up 
around um, the colours and stuff like that. Kind of all the inshore grounds have been fishing better for the kings, which is really interesting. Um, long reef, same type of areas. Um, same as on the rocks too. The rocks are still just amazing. Like there's just so many bonito getting caught. Um, I was speaking to a guy the other day that bagged out in like an hour, you know, and he had to, had to come home type of thing. It was just ridiculous how many bodies are getting caught this year. And again, they're all really big fish. Um, they're all off Sydney as well. Like the, you don't have to travel you know, down south and north. They're, they're getting plenty there, but the Sydney rock ledges have been fishing really well. Um, of course, spinning has been the most effective way, but you know, still putting a pilly under a float will work well. Um, and a really good option for the boat angler as well, too, with these calm conditions, is just to put a couple of lures out the back and troll around as well. It's a good way to end a day or start a day. Um, beaches have been a lot cleaner as well, because we've had, the, well, the previous week has been a little bit bumpy, and, and the guys have been complaining there's just been too much weed along the beaches, but that seems to have died down because we're getting you know, a lot more reports, particularly the northern beaches. It's been fishing really well with the tailor. And then a lot of whiting too. The whiting have been really good, so maybe it's a good idea to take the lighter gear out on the beaches, you know, put a big rod out and maybe fish a little bit lighter and close, because some of the whiting have been huge and they've been getting caught. Um, so that's really cool. Um, estuaries have been a little bit slow, actually, because we've had we've had a fair bit of rain with, or we've had quick, like, downpours and it's kind of dirtied things up. Um, the water temp's still quite warm, um, and but kind of upstream of all the river systems have been a little bit quiet. You've got to kind of come down mid-river, um, but what it has done, it has forced a lot of um, coming to them predators down in them areas as well too. So uh, the guys targeting the jewfish should be doing really well. So if you can find where, you know, that dirty water is hitting that clean water or fishing, you know, the river mouths, particularly around them t- tide changes, um, the guys will be doing really well. Some nice juice actually have been getting caught. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of mid-river's probably been a bit better plan if you're going to head out there because, as I said, up upstream in all the systems, it's been a little bit dirty. Um, but the power has still been really good. It's probably been the best out of all the systems and, and Port Acking still running quite clean it does get affected by the rain um, the Kings have still been in the harbour as well and it's good that the, particularly that main body of the harbour has been really consistent um, and they've been up in Middle Harbour and Yowie Bay in the Hacking and also down in uh, Mollamox as well too in Botany as well so it's kind of all the usual type of haunts for them um, the, the other one too that's been kind of under the radar a bit is the crabbing has been really good a lot of blue shimmer crabs that are running around um, so that's not a bad way to you know start the day as well too is put a couple of crab pots out as well um, and there's been a lot of decent tailor getting around in the bay as well too and seen some really good captures of like fish in that 40 to 50 centimetre size as well um, so they're good fun um, and still getting hair tail reports as well in the Hawkesbury um, and still getting them tropicals a lot of weird cobia still getting caught as well too this week had a customer show me a cracker one the other day it was about 8 kilos in the bay um, so it's been really cool that um, and the freshwater scene's been a little bit quiet with the bass because we've had, you know, them downpours, but it won't take long before they'll clean back up and we'll be able to target them again. Um, so, yeah, overall, it's been really good, guys. There's been plenty to plenty to chase, and fortunately, we've had some really good weather for Sydney Ciders, so we've been pretty lucky. Been and pretty if good. you need more advice, 938 Woodville Road at where? Villawood. Villa Lovely Villawood, <laughs> just down from the Macano Satellites. Or if you're in the city store, you can come up onto the third floor in the Dimox building on George Street. Um, you can get in there. Uh, they're open six days a week as well, too. So. And have a look at the old architecture in there. It's lovely. All the old timber things. Yes. It's a gorgeous building. Very, yeah. very cool. Okay, Mike, thank you very much. No dramas, guys. Talk soon. Okay, Thanks. bye. Mike Latimer from The Complete Angler. We'll take a break and be back with more of High Tide on the other side of this. It is 12 after 6. 13, 12, 69. 
Talkin' Sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started Talkin' Sport. I suppose we've got to stay happy New Year, but you're going to get sick of hearing that. <laughs> Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy five days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday, not mine, but your 21st, so how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you are near, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> on you, Pat. Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. is one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport. Weekdays from three. Hey, you. Right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. On Friday, February 23, the Royal Automobile Club presents an evening of motoring nostalgia with John Law's CBE. Over an extraordinary career spanning 70 years, John Laws has entertained us on radio. Equally, his passion for special cars has been a lifetime interest and he'll entertain us with the collector cars that caught his eye. John Laws, CBE, February 23 at the Royal Automobile Club. Phone 8273-2300 and ask for events. Proudly supported by Valvoline, the original engine oil. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670-8888. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to High Tide. Grant, Alan and Peter Sayer in the studio. We've got Al McGlashan online. I bet she's got a North Bank on the back too. Morning, Al. I have and I'm heading to the boat ramp. Well done. Which boat ramp are you going to? Uh, We're down at Bateman's Bay at the moment. So we raced down yesterday, went out to sea. Put the last of the set tags we've got in, put that out onto a striped marlin, which was good. And missed a couple more that weren't really cooperative little bastards, but that's, <laughs> that's marlin fishing. How's, um, the, how's the North Bank going? Loving it. So she's got, know, she's probably done 10,000 miles now, I reckon. She's done a lot of miles. Yeah. Two, two and a bit years old. 
and she's been, yeah, she's she's done her days, that's for sure. But she's just ticking along and just catching fish. So, yeah, absolutely loving it. Oh, that's good. And so, you got a few marlin. Have you tried for anything else this week? Uh, no. Would you believe? Oh, we went and did a fish in the harbour and stuff, and that was pretty good the other day with Taylor and, you know, the. No, oh, you dropped out. Well, it was nice having there for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little bit like those marlin. It's a little bit, little bit tricky to keep on the end of the line. <laughs> we'll get him back. It depends where he's driving down there. But uh, the satellite tag's an interesting way to go, Peter, isn't it? I've never used one. Have you? I, I, so I, I tell a lie. We um, certainly put satellite tags on turtles and uh, things up in the Coral Sea and um, also on Mickey Whales. We had a, Mickey Whales, yeah. yeah. Hang on, are you there, Al? So, yep, got you now. So, obviously the service isn't that good down here. <laughs> oh, well, you get I that. I thought going to the survey to fuel up. It wasn't any dodgy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's no problems. But, so, uh, yeah, so we're down. We, we had a look in the harbour, as I was saying the other day, and that was okay. There were a couple of, you know, pelagic, but a bit slow, to be honest, for the harbour. And down here, it's been pretty consistent. Down further south of us, they've had a good bite on... Um, Dolphin fish sort of down uh, to Ross to Bermagiri. There seemed to be a few dolphin fish down there. We only saw marlin, so, yeah, it was still good, though. Definitely what you want to see. And the weather's awesome by the look of it today, everywhere. It is. It's, it's good up and down the coast. Although Laurie Mack didn't go out at Southwest Rocks because there's an easterly swirl rolling in through the bar. Uh, that's the one thing up there, isn't it, Canes? You're down here, they've got a bar, obviously, at Bateman's Bay, but... I don't know how they call it a bar. I've never, I think I've seen it break once in my life, and it was still only about two foot high, so it just looked like a big tide. Yeah, they class it as one, but that's, you know, you better have to be safe than sorry. You know what? And that's the one thing, everyone, they've got that big thing going about life jackets, all that, and wear it. I think they should be talking about so people understand the water. The whole key is about boating safety to me is. If in doubt, don't go out. And if you do, know when to put it on, like when the conditions are, you know. And if I'm putting a life jacket on, I don't. I shouldn't be out. That's what my theory is. Yeah. As soon as it gets to that stage, I'm usually heading home. <laughs> yeah, but also with, with the life jackets, especially the horseshoe-type life jackets, um, if you're taking people out, you should fit them up to a jacket because if you need to put it on, it's too late to try and fit it and make it work. If you get a chance one day, jump in the water and try and put a life jacket on in the water. Oh, yeah. 100%. And do you know what? Every time ever gets on the boat, we do a little safety check. So this is where the air perb is. This is all the safety gear. It's all in, obviously in the pack so you can grab it. This is what happens. If something goes wrong, this is what we do. Like you're doing a proper like a commercial boat or tour boat or whatever. Yes. And to me, that's what you, everyone should do. Yeah. I recommend that 100%. Different. And when you have the, yeah. the rest of your crew there saying, here we go again then you know that they know it. Yep. Yep, and go, right, this is our, yep. you know, this is our brief, this is it, so everyone knows, um, Skip will tell you what to do, and that's it. And to me, that's a really important thing. Yeah. So, to, so yeah, but that's a sailor, but yeah, now, today and try and get another striped marlin. Okay, now you've got a TV special coming up soon? Yep, so we start on Channel 9 with the new series, uh, Fish Forever, which is all about sat tagging and all the, uh, all the important stuff like that and showing people how to do it. Um, it kicks off in uh, 17th of March at 1pm on Sunday. There you go. I had to think about that one for a minute. Because <laughs> they actually put it back. It was on the 3rd of March, but some footy game documentaries had to run. So we got put back. I mean, 
Who cares about footy? Fishing is more important, surely. They're, they're mostly talking about the, the Las Vegas game. That's what it'll be, right? Oh, that's what it... Ah, oh, that's... Las Vegas. It's been and done, you know. So... <laughs> Get the important things right. But, okay, so is that just a one thing or is it a run for a few weeks? Uh, so we've got seven weeks. So it's sort of less fishing and a bit more science in nature. It's about, you know, putting satellite tags out and doing it and, and showing what's happening. And most importantly, promoting all of the fishing and what we do and for conservation as well. Like fishermen are the untouched army, you know, like for volunteers. So we satellite tag swordfish down in Malakuta. Then we're off. Um, then we do Sydney Harbour and talk about all the pollution, the Parramatta River, and show like all the kingies moving up the river because it's obviously got hotter in there, and all the jelly prawns. So the kings are moving further up the river and showing how that they're changing the way they feed you up the shallows and mangroves. It's specky footage, eh? With all these kings with their backs out of the water, all in you know, fifteen centimetres of water, smashing these poor old jelly prawns. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, Al, you talk about um, up the Parramatta River. Pete Sayers in the studio with us, and uh, he's got friends that he used to dive on a, a place at Putney. Yeah, I was doing some commercial dive work there um, on a uh, slipway and was putting piers in under the slipway so it wouldn't, um, wouldn't sag as the uh, ships went over it. So we were dredging down using a hydrojet, just about a four-inch pipe driven by air, and it, you suck all the mud out the way. And that dredger kept getting blocked up. And what it was was um, Tasmanian scallop shells, um, and complete. So they had the the, the, the rounded oh, right. part and the flat base, and that was uh, we got to a, a coarse sand bed that was up there, and uh, the Tasmanian scallop shells were, were all up in there. No way! That's mm. amazing. The stuff that's the one thing with this whole series that we've learned is we don't know anything. Still, we're still like we've got to put so much more into research so we understand what's going on because we can't look after if we don't know know what's actually happening and you know we, we caught we had his bycatch which didn't even make the show all these big um big eye stretches were out sword fishing we don't know anything about them we know literally nothing about them and even with the swordfish they're going oh no they all die because you pull them out of 600 meters every single one of them lived the whole lot one of them even actually how's this the story got recaptured on a long line of like six months or four months later yeah, well, so he definitely lived. Like, obviously yeah. not the smartest fish in the world that one <laughs> Oh dear! It'd be, well, it'd be interesting to put a um, a core sample down into uh, the uh, terrain there in Sydney Harbour. Um, I've done it up on the coral reef. We put six metre tubes down into the coral to see when the coral was uh, there. So we put these pipes down, hammer them down in through the coral, uh, cap them off, bring them up, freeze them solid, and then cut them. And you can uh, cut them longitudinal. Uh, you can yeah. sort of uh, get the the rings of when, when there's been major events like floods and storms and when the corals die, that sort of stuff. It'd be very interesting to, to date it back in Sydney Harbour and see if when when um, the first fleet got here, if there was actually white sandy um, bottom all the way up the uh, oh, river. That'd be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. We should be doing lots more of this stuff to get an idea of what you know, what happened and what's happening, I suppose you could say. You know, it's, it's fascinating stuff and... Yeah, we definitely need to spend more on our ocean because they're, they're certainly changing out there, that's for sure. Yes, and the Parramatta River is a good example because you get rid of the industry out of there and it's cleaning itself up very well. Yeah, but we still have, one of the big issues we had was the amount of raw sewage that's still pouring in there. As soon as it rained, up around our place, up sort of right on the hill through there, all the creeks all overflow and it's just pure raw sewage. It, yeah. It's alarming that we don't 
you know, our population keeps growing, but we're still not doing anything to fix up, you know, I suppose they'd be 100-year-old pipes and stuff. It's like we, we need to fix up, a, you know, the infrastructure around it as well. It's such a priority. Yeah, the government doesn't seem to have budgets for that. They just want to keep bringing people into the country. No, that's it. They keep putting more high-rise up and, and more people on the roads and stuff. It makes Sydney traffic even worse. Yeah, but also, <laughs> all, also as you're talking, just a land-based runoff type thing, not necessarily sewerage, but the amount of rubbish on the land-based runoff that comes through that's not captured before it gets into our waterways. Oh, it is it is alarming. Spending all that time doing the filming, it is absolutely horrifying how much of it's going on there and how extensive it is. And the thing, too, with those, you know, more and more people going into Sydney... There's more and more of that happening. And because life's got a bit harder, you know, everything's a bit tougher at the moment, we've noticed quite a bit now with building sites. And, you know, classic example, the other day walking past one of the creeks and saw all this white stuff in the water, ran up to, to the nearest road, sort of up the creek a little bit, and there's painters pouring the paint straight down the road. <laughs> oh, dear, yes. And, mm. and that's a normal thing. And the funny thing is we rang the EPA and they said, oh, that's not our problem. Go to, you know, palm it off the council. Got an email back from the council. I kid you not, a month later and said we investigated uh, the other day and saw nothing. <laughs> a month How later. is that battle? Yeah. The, um, <laughs> the scary part about the sewage pipes here might be if they start to dig them up, they might be asbestos-lined pipes. Oh, without fail, it could be anything on those. <laughs> and all our asbestos people are busy for the next two or three years. <laughs> yeah, they the There used, used to be a lot of fibro pipes around. Was there? Okay. Yeah. Mm. A lot of fibro yeah, pipes. Classic. Oh, well. So. All I, right, well, we're off to catch a fish then. Another th- island, I think. We're trying to film one underwater. We're looking for bait balls, but, yeah, they're not They're not really kicking off despite the moon and everything. There just seemed to be too much bait, I suppose. Okay. Too much bait and a few fish to spread out just opening their mouths and swimming around. Okay, great to catch up, Al. Keep up the good work. Look forward to Channel 9 on the 17th of March. Awesome, guys. Okay, thanks, Al. Bye. Al McGlashan. Inflation has hit 7.8%. Interest rates have increased by another 0.25%. Let's focus on the number one. One is powerful. One act of kindness can produce a flood of joyful tears. And one dollar means two meals for someone doing it tough. Donate at foodbank.org.au One dollar donated is two meals created. Donate at foodbank.org.au Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measure and quote. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. 
All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback 4x4.com.au Kia's most awarded SUV just got better. Get ready for the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Now with a dual 12.3-inch panoramic display and Kia Connect technology. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia movement that inspires this is 2SM Sydney on 2SM and the Super Radio Network you're listening to High Tide brought to you by Blake's Marine check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano tomorrow's tackle today 6.30am it's not a bad day to be heading out unless you're crossing a bar at Southwest Rocks, which <laughs> South you, Rocks you might want to give that a miss. Other than that, looking good, and Paul Burt's going to join us in the next half hour okay. too. Pete, now you just got back from the Solomons, yes, having to do a bit of work for a while now. Yeah, yeah strange that. Yeah, <laughs> where's the next trip? Um, this year, I think it's going to be a bit quiet. I've got some catching up to do. I'll probably do a, um, a couple of trips out around the Ribbon Reefs, uh, up as far as Desert Island, and possibly up as far as Torres Strait. I don't think I'm going to be doing any overseas trips this year, um, but the following year, I'm certainly looking at Vanuatu and then across to Fiji. Um, yeah, nice. That's a nice way to go. Uh, nice. So Vanuatu, about a 1,000 miles uh, east of Cairns. Um, and then we'd work another, I think it's about 400 miles across to Fiji from there. And uh, work our way down back into New Caledonia, back to Australia and back again. How's the book going? <laughs> Patchy. So, <laughs> um, I've been working on a, a few things from different angles for a while and um, stacking all the photos to one side and writing little comments. I've got all these comments written, but I'm a long way off assembling that into a book. Um, certainly to do one on the Solomon Islands, you would need to spend years there. Yeah. Um, you could... Pick, maybe pick on, on one area, Guadalcanal, you might get that up and um, do one island or uh, Vela La Vela. Vela La Vela would be a nice one to do um, and just, just do it in patches. But you'd probably need six volumes or eight volumes yeah. or something like that. It's so, such an amazing place over with the history from the wars and things like that. I learned so much over there. It was um, yeah. it was very much an eye-opener as to exactly what goes on. Um Right now, too, the other one is, of course, the Louisiades of uh, Papua New Guinea, where I, I have been asked to go up there, actually, and deliver some food because uh, they've had a bad drought in the Louisiades and their crops have come to a failure. Um, okay. Hello, any politicians out there listening? This might be a good time to step in before the Chinese do. Um, <laughs> good it's only, point. It's only 400 miles out of Cairns. 
yes. um, very close to us, and um, you got kids there that haven't got a great future. But you, we were talking about this last night, and you were saying some people that have taken uh, food out to them, then some of the villagers want to charge them anchorage fees and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that was uh, off on on Otago, Otago, out off uh, the Solomon Islands, yeah. Um, when I was over there, they were talking about and I said, well, I've heard about some bad greetings when you get there, so yeah. uh, no. And uh, that's exactly what happened. A couple of yachts were out there and they'd taken some food and dealing with one part of the island, which were treating them like royalty, and then someone else from another part come along and demanded anchorage fees and stuff like that and get quite hostile about it. It's, it's really there a failure of government to, to put a policy in place or, or any law and order. There's, the only law and order there is what the tribal chief comes up with. Yeah. Uh, what about if you're going up the Louisiades or Papua New Guinea, things like piracy? Is that an issue up there? <coughs> well, yes. Um, the Going around from the um, eastern end of um, Milne Bay into... Um, into Alatau to clear customs, there's an issue with piracy in that area. And that's again happening because the people have got no food. So they're pulling boats over and stealing food and then looting everything else in the process. And that's got a little bit out of law and order. Um, we thought some time ago that we had a piracy issue there um, because we had these two boats pull up beside us carrying all sorts of weapons and wearing a pair of jeans and waist belts as bandoliers across their shoulders and no shirts and telling us that they are police. So <laughs> luckily we didn't walk out with any sort of weaponry that we might have had um, and, and confront them because they were very heavily harmed. And it turned out in the long run, this is some year later, that they were actually police. Um, just with no shirts on, no, no nothing? No shirts on. And I noticed in the um, latest... Um, the free magazine that gets around Alan, got to help me out here in New South Wales. Uh, the, um, the boating boating magazine. Yeah, what's, what's the name? Uh, a float. A float. A float. In the float magazine. And there's a picture about piracy in there. Yeah. And it looks like pirates standing on a beach, but it turns out that they are also police. So. How you know, do you tell? Well, how do you tell and how do you defend yourself? If they've got a gun, you just agree. Yeah. Well, Pete it's was saying, well, that, correct me if I'm wrong, but one boat had come alongside and the other boat would just do, keep doing circling around around your boat. Yeah. So. Circling off the back, so you're <laughs> it's trying intimidating. To, it is. You're trying to do, when I say heavy weapons, they've got machine guns and shotguns and that all pointing at me while I'm trying to talk to them. And uh, we asked them, now, well, what do you want? What, what else do you say if a pirate pulls up beside you? <laughs> and they said, ship's papers. And I said, well, who are you? And they said, police. And I went, ID? Like there's nothing written yeah. on the boat or anything. And they must point more weapons at me. <laughs> so I thought, okay. <laughs> You're the police. <laughs> this, is my, this is my ID, M16. Yeah, but they, they were... They were uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here that they are polite, but but uh, demanding. Yeah, yeah. You, you will supply this. Thank you. <laughs> you know? yeah. So um, yeah, that was our running with police there. Now, Solomon Islands a bit different. We had a few arguments there with people wanting um, ridiculous payments just to be in an area, and um, in, in the end we just said, oh, well, we won't stop here. We'll move on. Um, now one in particular wanted cash for us to be there, and I said, look, you know. I said, we can give you some cash. Okay, that's all right. I said, but I've got a lot more value in um, school school books and clothes and stuff like that, so I prefer to go to the village and we'll give the village all these clothes and books and pencils and stuff that we know you need. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I want the money. Yeah. yeah. And I said, you're no chief. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> go away. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But they didn't have weapons in, on you. No, but they nearly, all, nearly all carry machetes. Every, everyone through those areas just walks around with machetes. It's just like, uh, probably like we were when we were kids carrying a penknife in your pocket, you know. It's yeah. just... <laughs> Um, you can near write a book just on it's a how to survive pirates. It's could a different you? world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and you can get yourself in a lot of trouble by carrying firearms yourself. You know, mm. if if we had to pulled out firearms on these police that pulled up near us, thinking they were pirates, I don't know what the ending would have been. Um, yeah, you know, they were they were poised to yeah. to open fire. Yeah. Makes you think twice about going there by boat, doesn't it? <laughs> You'd it, want it, some filler, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, like. Uh, would I go to those areas again? Absolutely, I will. I'd go back to the, to, um, the Solomons. I'd go back to um, Papua New Guinea um, or down the Louisiades. I right. don't know about going up the east coast of Papua New Guinea. There's um, issues that happen there too. But it, it comes down to just lack of law and order in some of these countries. Yeah. And um, they haven't got the funds to enforce it. It's part of the, part of the issue. No, they haven't got uniforms. Um, uh, haven't got the boats that people... To, to actually enforce it, yeah. Um, As you say, because they're they're low on um, the finances, they don't have the signage on the side of the boats. They don't have the uniforms, so you just don't know. Yeah, whether I, they're on I, the good side or the bad side. I asked these guys. I said, "Well, uniforms," and they said, "Oh, it's too wet." Give me a chance. <laughs> We're going to take a break and catch up with Paul Burt on the other side of this. It is 22 minutes away from seven. Brent Bultitude. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, he's not the first and he won't be the last politician to tell his constituents fibs. They promise the world they know they can't deliver it and they make themselves look like absolute idiots because people just distrust them forever. The old not locking your car story, eh? Right, the car's pretty years old, and he come in the shop and got me, said he wanted to talk to me, and booked me $61 for not loving it. <laughs> Surely they've got bigger fish to fry, haven't they? Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae, and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They'd know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbavitae, and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbavitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbavitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbavitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arbavitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some.
If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 98 08 56 73. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, you're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 18 minutes away from 7 at 7 o'clock, we'll update the news for you and hand you back to the network, Mr. Blake. That sounds like a good idea, but let's go up to Queensland. One of your friends, Pete, Mr. Oh, Paul Burt. Birdie. G'day, Paul. Good How day. you going? Hey, Pete. Good. How we doing, mate? Top of the world. Always a good when you're a good person oh. like I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good person. He bought a bottle of scotch on the boat last night. Did he? With him. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had a drink for a month. Why? Hang on, you were overseas. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, that's right. When I got back, oh, that was it. You know, okay. I, thought, you know, I'm gonna, I just need to see that, um, you know, I don't have an issue. So I, um, <laughs> I was always having a, a beer here and there and a few scotches, quite a few scotches, and tequila, and I, I did mine. So I thought, you know what, no, I'm going to... Um, so, no, it's, uh, no, I'm feeling good. Well done. You know? Well done. Have you lost any yeah. weight? Well, that's part of it too. Um, <laughs> no, no, I can still, I can, I can look at it. I can just see my toes. Uh, yeah. So it's all right there, Blakey. Thank you. That's all right. Good. There we go. Uh, How about you, mate? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going all right. I'm going all right. Good. I can, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah, yesterday you look good. Yeah. <laughs> Need a shave. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you'd like our little video. Looks like Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I know, I know, mate. Um, a little bit of a uh, little bit of weather up north still there, Pete. But it's, it's sort of getting better, mate, which is nice. Obviously, you, know, you guys are used to this sort of stuff, but I see the roads have all reopened up there and everything's happening, so it's a good thing. Yeah, the wet season's uh, causing havoc, that's for sure. It, um, it just keeps raining and raining and raining more. There's been a few little landslips up there, but they seem to be on top of there, getting them cleared away. Um, yeah. I believe there's still one lane all the way from, not all the way, in sections in between um, Cairns and Port Douglas, but uh, at least he can commute. Yeah, well, that's the main thing, mate, absolutely. And uh, and, and your driveway, everything went well up there? You know, no slippages in that area, mate? Our, our driveway was okay, but then we got on the road up the top that was completely blocked with a landslide, so we had to drive out via the cane field and go um, go tire deep through a creek to get out of there, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, part of living in the far north. Yeah, it's exactly, a wet season. Mate, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, down here, guys, we've had a few showers coming through. Obviously, yesterday it sort of cleared up after I spoke to you in the morning. But um, oh, we had a couple of couple of rumbles, not rumbles, but a few showers through the lunchtime, but nothing too much. But today, it's um, it, it, there's a few little showers about forecast for this afternoon. 
Um, a little bit cloudy at the moment, looking very abstractish, sort of outside at the moment. Blue skies, cloud, a little bit of swell on the ocean, and um, you know it's coming in at about 1.5 metres, 1.6 metres from the east at nine second intervals. We've got a low tide coming through at around about uh, eight o'clock, eight thirty. Um, you know, it's obviously on the on the beaches down the coastal bar, so just be aware of that. It's actually pushing through about nine thirty, so there'll be a lot of run out on that. Obviously, uh, bigger tides, uh, high tides early this morning. And that's going to create um, you know, pressure wave activity. Uh, we've got our mackerel season about to open back up again for a week. Uh, yay! Can't wait for that. And then uh, it closes again for three weeks. Don't want to hear about that. So uh, that's for the Spanish mackerel. And when you do go out there and catch them this week, you're allowed one per person, uh, maximum two per boat. Don't, no matter how many people are on board, after two. Um, but other than, yeah, which is people are reeling in um, the, uh, the, the new laws on that, but uh, it is what it is. It's been in play for over a year now. Have they um, got any science as to whether it's working or not? No. Nah, they've, had, they've had 60 years of science. That's what brought this bloody thing into disrepute. <laughs> <laughs> they still can't get it right. There's more Spanish mac. I think the Spanish mackerel fishery from up north, like, yeah, it does get a bit of a, a bit of a top-up up there, of course. It's a great fish. Uh, but as it comes down the coast down here, mate, you know, and then you go over the border, you can get into them again. But mate, there's, um, there's there's a lot of them, and they're a pelagic fish. They're not a schooling fish that houses one area home. They they, they come and go, yeah. like a dolphin fish. It's like putting a, a bag limit of one per per person on a mahi mahi. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, here's what it is. So we uh, find the positives and uh, go out there and, and have fun with them. Um, banana prawns. Let's talk about that briefly because uh, they are on. They I was talking to Gordon triplet yesterday from Garmin, as you, as you know, and mate, um, they got some really good banana prawns at um, uh, around the power lines yesterday. Right, no, past Jacob's Well, yep. Yes, yes. Uh, Jacob's Well had Jacob's a few well, yep. Okay. Yep, they had a few at Jacob's Well. Only smaller prawn. Um, so the high tide up there, given that it's further in and up towards the bay, high tide up there is at about 5.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. 5.32, I think it was, around Lamb Island. Now, Lamb Islands, um, you want to go for Wyman Creek. Uh, if you're going out there tomorrow or the next day, it's going to be a bit later in the morning, so more gentleman hours, which is good. But the banana prawns were a, a pretty good size, you know, sort of, um, and they were getting up to the kilo of cast. So a lot of good prawn. You're allowed a 10-litre bucket for which locates about eight kilos of, of prawns per person. Again, maximum of two bucket loads per boat if you've got two or more people on. Um, otherwise, it's just the one for yourself. But, uh, yeah, so Lamb Island, definitely, on the morning high, and then uh, shift over in the afternoon and try around the power lines on the tide and also around Jacobs well on the corner. So as you come north of Jacobs and you hit the dog leg to the left, heading west up towards uh, Horizon Shores, you want to, on that corner there, there's always a nice hole that, uh, that holds the prawn. So we've had cast nets up here in Queensland, unlike New South Wales, so, um, and some of the good nets, uh, Pro Throw Net would be a good one to get, and um, you can get them from Anaconda. And they're a top pocket cast net. You can also get them with bottom pockets if you wanted to. But um, yeah, so that that's, that's been working well. Uh, the Pine River, uh, just north of, of Brizzy, been getting some beautiful whiting up there as well. A few prawn up around the Highway Bridge, uh, but some beautiful whiting. Some nice whiting yesterday down around the. Uh, I, was, I know I was talking about the council chambers for whiting, and they did they did house a few yesterday, but the majority of fish were actually pushed out because all the about 200 millimetres of rain nearly, uh, it, that, that rain pushed them back out of the river uh, and they were down towards the Sundale Bridge and around 
down to Smith Street boat ramp near the Southport uh, caravan park there. So you drift in between the boat ramp and Loader's Creek. That stretch there has been on fire with some good quality whiting, uh, beautiful big fish. And then as that water starts to clear, they'll jam back up the river again. So another few days, they'll head back upstream. Um, and so beachworms, yaddies has been the best baits, and also wrigglers and bloodworms if you want to get into them as well. Um, other than that, guys, we've been seeing some pretty good catches of uh, whiting on the beaches, and I mentioned that yesterday, so there's no shortage of that, although beach cutters have been seeing a lot of rip sweep and undertow due to that onshore swell from the east. It hasn't let up for a week. Um, Saratoga up in the Hins Dam. Saw some videos there earlier in the week. Good mate of mine, Timmy Harris, is up there just going for a bit of a walk. And um, <laughs> there were quite a few Saratoga just drawing them on the bank, and he's just videoing, looking down. You could see these things and some beautiful Saras, and they're, they're quite a large fish too, so can't eat them. Um, well, you probably could, but they're just full of bones, but they're a beautiful fish. They're a photography fish where you just take the camera, take a photo, and, and let them go. Um, and they like surface action, um, so surface poppers are good little ones, uh, freshwater stuff, and also soft plastics or weedless frogs, stuff like that. They'll, they'll come up and smash them, um, and pretty good acrobatics on, on that as well. Mud crabs, a few of those around at the moment with that recent flush of freshwater, so a lot of smaller crab, but um, still some, some plenty of them, so if you don't have a crack at those, around the Puma River, Pimpama River, Logan River, all the entrances is where you'd want to try. And, uh, and also for those up at some tailor, there's been plenty of bait fish moving in the seaway, uh, loads of slimies, loads of yakkers, uh, and also further up around the SeaWorld Hole and Crab Island, there's loads of smaller, uh, sort of like white baits, pretty tiny stuff, and uh, the tailor have been knocking those about, so you might want to have a crack at those and uh, put the lure out, have a troll through them, and bring home a feed of tailor without going to the surf. And baby lures to match the hatch? Yeah, mate, absolutely. Yep, yep, for sure. So the smaller, the, the, the little Xerix uh, have been working really, really well um, in, in in that sense because they're a sight and they're a diver. They dive down about six feet and uh, they look like a small bait fish, obviously. Uh, and, and, mate, they've just been crushing it. So my young fella was just trolling just through those bait balls and just getting tailor after tailor. So the afternoon tide's been working well uh, into dark. As soon as dark comes, they, they slow down. Uh, but generally, mate, if you want to spin into them, as long as they're trolling at the uh, fish are busting, you'll get them on the spin. So small gillies pili profile, which is a, a metal lure. Um, it's sort of like a lumo colour. It looks very similar to a bait fish. It's been incredible. But S-Tackle has got these really, really nice uh, soft plastics out. If you put a white pilchard out, a white pili on a table and put one of their S-Tackle white pilies out beside it, you'd, you'd be looking at it down. That's, gee, that's that's pretty damn close. There's not much difference in it. So uh, those soft plastics have been hammering them. But, you know, do you want to go through a you know, $10 packet of soft plastics on Taylor? No. Uh, I'll be on hard body and metal. Yeah. Okay. Good point. They've got teeth. That's okay. all really very interesting, Paul. But on a serious note, which concerns us greatly down here, hmm. what's happening with G-strings? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's called Free the Peach, right? So Free the Peach. Um, and- Free the peach, which is which is the bum I worked out. Um, so it is like <laughs> so they they had a thing up here uh, with free the peach, and uh, so they did some stories on it because you know look if it was in America it would have been dropped in them in you know, two seconds, whereas here let's run with it. So it was a bit of fun, I guess. What they did is uh, they they had a mix or a council or someone saying you know it's um, they're taking the kids down and and um, and I started seeing this in Hawaii. I'll be honest with you, ten years ago, and they they were wearing a lot of. Um, uh, uh, more like a Brazilian sort of a, a, a bottom part of their of the swimmers, the women, and it was very 
you know, there's not a lot for the imagination, I'll put it that way. But it's in the, in that 10-year period, because back home here, we're just going, oh, that's full brief. So, you know, <laughs> you come back and, and now it's really coming to play here. So a lot of a lot of people are wearing this stuff. So and this councillor was saying, oh, hang on for a second. I'm going to the beach with my wife and my kids and, and, uh, and, and this is, you know, in front of you, everywhere, everywhere. And, of course, you know, being a person that you look whether the people are 90 or 80 or 70 or 60 or 50 or 40 or whatever is you're always looking at around at people and and there's people watching you're just looking doesn't matter whether they're fully clothed or whatever but if you're just staring and then some person's wearing that then obviously you know they may take offense to it or because you feel a little uncomfortable so this person said something <laughs> why they and of course the way the media went and uh yeah, so the G-strings are there to stay. The G-string bottoms of swimmers are there to stay. But I also understand that some people are saying, well, hang on, you get onto the Gold Coast trams and people and, and, and people are getting on there with their, their G-strings and sitting on the chairs. Well, one, it's very unhygienic for you to sit on a chair with a G-string. Um, and, and, and um, you know, so there's, there's places where you... Hang on, hang on. Go. What about the budgie smugglers? Well, that's the same deal. Blokes are doing it as well. <laughs> It's it's good to see though. It's good to see though, Paul. We've got a war in the Ukraine. The Middle East is in turmoil, and we've got hunger in in Africa. But you know, get rid of these g strings. Everything will be fine. It's a first world problem up here. I I didn't see Mayor Tom Tate buy into it. He normally buys into everything. Mate, he normally, absolutely, yeah, he normally buys into everything, absolutely. There's Bob Catter on this subject, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob Catter, you met, yeah. <laughs> Mate, even his hat, he'd be all right, he'd pull it off pretty well, I reckon. But, yeah, no, Tom Tate, he, he looked for his, he said he, uh, we got a quote off him, quote, unquote, looked for my man, Kenny, but uh, couldn't find it, Ruth couldn't get it, so we, uh, you know, he couldn't turn up for the, uh, <laughs> but I did, I did say it was, uh, there was a few showers around that day, so it was going to be a, uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a sloppy start to the day on the Friday when they had the, they had the meeting, but, um, you know. They, they had a demonstration. People turned out. So, yeah, it's a bit of... I think you got to look at it a bit of colour, a bit of humour, a bit of colour. Yeah, just, that's just, right. Just to lighten, the, yep. lighten the, uh, the, the war in the Ukraine and the white... Lighten all the war <laughs> stuff around the world. <laughs> but isn't it amazing how, because one person appears to be offended by something, everyone else has got to change? I'm offended by that comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you do? Person being offended. <laughs> it's really difficult to just turn your head and look the other way. Yeah, it is. It's, it? sh- yeah. it's so difficult to do. It is difficult to do, particularly your wife sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get us in trouble. Yes. Hey, 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 it is really, it is really offensive, mate. When you're sitting there, that's right. With your video camera out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start. Okay, step outside. Yeah, step outside. Um, look, you know, um, don't troll us. Don't, don't, don't even look at it today, all right? Because I know I'm going to get bad messages. <laughs> Just ignore it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> get off your high horses and keep ringing through to the boys. Say good day, good morning to everyone. Be great. <laughs> Um, you check it out. All the you step outside YouTube if you want to just get your fix. We're back on air with new shows in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to seeing you then. See you, Bertie. Thanks, Paul. Bye, Paul. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, interesting thing has come out of today. Had yeah. two people that have had uh, TV shows: Al McGlashan and Paul Burt. So when's it going to air? Ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they put so much time and effort into actually just getting it so that it's uh, pliable and ready to go to air. That uh, dates? Well, they're not on the programming side of things. They just make it all happen. Yes, Peter. Yes. Thank you for coming in today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. I've enjoyed it. Yeah.
it's been good. Hopefully, everyone learned a few things, yeah. especially about pirates. <laughs> pirates, yeah, yeah, that's that's quite scary. Actually, yes. it's a it's a bit of a worry. Thank you, every everybody, for tuning in. The podcasts are almost all up in in lieu of the fact that I'm just about to put this hour's one up too. Thank you very much for the pleasure of your company. You have a safe trip. I will. Yeah, I'll still be on the phone um, most mornings. I've got Starlink on the boat, so we can do that and uh, keep you updated to where we're travelling around the countryside. And always a pleasure to see you, Mr. Sayer. I only come down to see you, Grant. That's all. <laughs> 2,000 miles. I'll just go and get the G-string on now. And as Kieran would say, keep your eye on the sky. Safe boating, you right. like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.